three, two, one. Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 148, and we don't have Steve Scott here for an opening take because he would rather play Jeopardy. Hashtag priorities. We know where his priorities lie, and they are not with SSBT. But fear not, we have a replacement slash special guest. Honestly, I was thinking about this today. Eric, you might be our most occurring, reoccurring guest on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. This is what my at least third time on. Probably it more might like be fourth four. Or, yeah, yeah I was like, maybe four. more like four or five. <laughs> I think I know it's four. Bare, bare minimum, it's three. I know that. Yeah. It's, it's hard to keep track at times. It, you know, we just have so much fun. It's You just lose track of time. Fellow New Englanders, you're Normally, from the, you're from the yeah. smallest state in the New England. I'm from the biggest state in New England. <laughs> yeah. So n- normally, when you come on, we talk fantasy baseball. But today, we're we're just kind of going with the flow with a normal New England sports rant. Get off your chest. You know, Red Sox are struggling. QB controversy, it, controversy, quote unquote, <laughs> for the Patriots. Celtics all season. You know, we we got Boston sports galore to talk about tonight. So, if anybody has a starting point, now is the time to start. Well, I was going to say, I want to give Eric the floor here because to, to, the reason we kind of – we also reached out too. Eric had a lot to say. He had a, he was piping <laughs> hot last week on Twitter. He tweeted out that he, like, had a lot of – a lot to vent about and rant about about Boston sports. I Granted, it's, it's a week later, so hopefully you're still – just as uh, just as hot as you were <laughs> last week about it, and still remember those points that you want to make. So I say we give the, the floor to Eric and and let him come in hot with whatever takes he's got on Boston sports here. You come know, I, I'm I'm it's kind of like evened out. I'm a little you know more angry about one team, a little less angry about the other team because Red Sox are, as we all know, two and nine their last mm-hmm. eleven games after doing. Yeah, we got you know Kyle Schwarber at the deadline. That was you know I like that move. We got rid of a pitching prospect that is decent, but for Kyle Schwarber, I'll take it. But the fact that Heim Bloom didn't do anything to bolster up the rotation, like I still think we're making the postseason, and I like our rotation kinda. But are you guys comfortable going into a you know series with a you know with Chris Sale, who obviously is great, looked great in his rehab up here in Portland? as our ace and then Erod who's been looking better, but it's always shaky. And then Eovaldi who's always pretty much up and down. Like those are our three we're going with. I don't feel comfortable with, with that winning us a series. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I agree. Uh, that is that's really? scary to think about. Yeah. A little bit. Cause we don't, I think, even, I think I about know. who we would be going against in those matchups potentially. Now I still think the division is in reach there. Okay. And I also think, I also think that the cold stretch came at literally the worst time of the year because it was right after the trade deadline. And that's when everybody's going to have reactions, overreactions, underreactions, whatever you want to call it. But I'm still not concerned about playing the Yankees, even though, even if it's a wild card game, I still think they can win that, even against Garrett Cole. Chris Silver's Garrett Cole in a wild card game, by the way, would be fucking electric. That would be um, awesome. Yeah. That would be <laughs> awesome. 
And then as far as like other teams, I know the White Sox are, you know, this, I, I just don't, and maybe this is, we'll, I'll be back on old takes to suppose when they win the world series, but I just don't believe in them to win it this year. I still think they're a year or two away. They're young. They have no playoff experience, which matters when it comes to guys like Eovaldi. He just, he just has the nuts to play in the postseason, I think. So if, if I'm in the Astros talk about an experience, I, I, their rotation is led by pure and like they have Grinky, but he's not, you know, what he used to be. And then they've got a bunch of other guys that are really streaky, although although good. And the Red Sox don't didn't play well against them this year. So at the end of the day, my conclusion is I would feel pretty good against the AL matchups with the Red Sox rotation. Now, Matt Barnes is concerning me lately because he's been so good for so long this year. All of a sudden has yeah, not wheels, been wheels are falling off right now. Wheels are falling off and they're falling off fast. Yeah, they're. That's where my concern is, and I'm a big Matt Barnes guy, so. I I I have been too. I remember seeing him come up through the uh, minor leagues back what 2014, 50, back when he was still a starter or considered a starter. Um, so I've always liked Barnes. I always thought he's been a pretty solid arm, but again, I don't know if if I like Barnes as a closer. You know, I like I like Barnes as like that seventh, eighth inning guy. I think he's kind of like the tailor made for that role, and I think he kind of had to because he was <laughs> the best of the bunch. We had this year, and, I, and like you mentioned, he's done you know, up until recently. He's done actually a very good job. Like he looked a lot better. He was throwing more first pitch strikes this year than he ever had, so that definitely helped. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm still. I hate to be negative about it, but I just don't feel good about this team in general. Like, hopefully, Schwarber kind of helps solidify that lineup. I don't know what we're gonna do at first base if we're putting Schwarber there. We gotta get Dahlbeck <laughs> out of the lineup. Dahlbeck is, I hate, I hate to say it, but Dahlbeck is, is just looks like he's a quad A player at this point. But I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm holding out confidence that we can do something here. But I don't know. Just I don't know if we have the the pitching, the hitting. Yeah, we we have the offense. I'm not worried about the offense. You know that the offense has been great. It's always good. But I just don't see this pitching staff taking this. Maybe winning the wild card or one series. But I don't see us going deep, winning the AL, AL or even winning World Series this year. But We'll see. And the pitching is overperformed too. That's the issue with yeah. that I have too, where it's like even Evaldi, it's like this is it feels like he's pitching out of his mind realistically, and it's like I don't know compared to what we've seen in years past. Maybe this is closer to what he actually is, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, that is that is tough. And even Sale, we can't like I I want Sale to be right, but at the same time, I don't know if you could bank on him to be like ace level coming right back. Right? That's yeah. When when he's gonna have. You know, let, let's say postseason time rolls around. Well, he's getting his first start on what Saturday, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He'll probably get what? So let's say seven starts in, probably averaging four to five innings. So 30, 35 innings the rest of the season. And you're going to bank on him being, you know, the guy that's going to lead you deep. Like, I would be really conf. I'd feel much more confident if like we had sale and then like Eovaldi and, and Erod were like our three, four going into the postseason. And then we had acquired like a, a Barrios or a Kyle mm-hmm. Hendricks or someone like that. I don't mean go big and go get Max Scherzer, but just getting something or even a Kenta Maeda to someone else to add there to those three. I'd feel a lot better, but I don't know. Because when you need four, who's our four going to be? Like a young Tanner Houck, who I like, but he's a rookie, or Martin Pavetta? Perez? Or uh, no, it would be Pavetta. Oh, Pavetta, Pavetta or I always, I always forget Pavetta. Even him, like – 
Yeah, he's, he's had a so good year. Up and down. Yeah, even him. Like he's so anybody past those three, I'm like, who's our four? Like, yeah, it probably will be Bavetta, but I don't feel confident about that either. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I should I should I should feel good because we're still a good team and we're overperforming my expectations from earlier in the year. I thought we were gonna be like a 500 team, maybe a little more, 83, 84 wins. I don't know. We're on pace for what, like low 90s right now or something like that. But I don't know. I, th- I think it's, I just don't see this year ending with a deep playoff run. The tricky thing, though, would you have paid up what um, essentially like that the Blue Jays paid for a Barrios? Like th- that's the issue that I have, though, where it's like crazy prices it. for those guys. That was a that was, was a, a wild Bar- ball for the cool Barrios. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy price. And I don't know if we'd have the right fit. Like if they wanted a good like we don't have a pitching prospect near Simeon Woods Richardson. True. Like, who's our best? Like, I don't even know who our best one they is. Maybe had... Brian Bayo, like Jay Groom. I don't even know who I'd, I'd consider our best pitching prospect right now. But honestly, like it probably would have been. It so. probably would have been like Downs and Hauk would have been some type of equivalent. Yeah, that could have been probably more than that too, though, right? That's what I mean. And they there's probably no liked way. Martin way more than that. They like Downs. Mm. There's no way yeah. you give up Hauk there. Honestly, my big thing was like, if you're going to have sale on an innings limit, I think I said this a couple of podcasts ago, put sale on the bullpen. I'm sorry. Like I'd rather have him finishing ball games and we've been having these problems with Barnes and whoever we put out there. I, I wanted Kimbrel at the trade deadline. I wanted I him. Uh, and it's just because of that factor alone. I know he blew up in his first uh, appearance with Chicago white Sox, but I don't know, man. Like, I would have rather solidified Kimbrel in the ninth, backpacks in the eighth, and gone with like Hauk. Honestly, just starting. I, I don't know. I would have taken my chances or rode with somebody that they got, like you said, Eric. Like, I love Barrios. I know we couldn't have gotten him, but I, I, I said somebody, like, and I can't remember who it was during that podcast and i just wish that they got one more starter and put sale in the bullpen if they weren't going to get somebody like Kimbrell, i I, because that's where you can hold his innings and he can just get fire for an inning okay like just close out the game like he did in the 18 world series right exactly i was just about to mention that like having chris sale coming out of the bullpen yeah though it takes away from the rotation obviously but that's just you know throwing 97 98 from the left side with that arm slot and that slider like right. we saw we saw what that's capable of in a, in a you know bullpen roll in 2018 so yeah that, or, that could be something but yeah who knows how they go with it or you just put him with hauk and you make him the garrett whitlock piece right so you go hauk sale in the same game yeah kind of piggyback him yeah. Uh, yeah you give him his innings and you have a combined start basically you know, and you're going eight strong, hopefully, four and four. Bam. And imagine those two arms back to back because, like, they're both kind of similar where they, <laughs> yeah. they get the, yeah. the lower arm slot from opposite sides with the slider that breaks a ton. So it's like you're getting, like, a mirror. Like, all right, you get the left side, left-hand oh. version, then you go to the right-hand version, and someone who's, you know, throwing 90s, eight-mile-an-hour sinkers with that nasty slider that Tanner Helk has. So, yeah, that, that would be a really tough – Back to back for like six, seven innings, each going like three or four. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So that was just my my overall opinion on that matter. I honestly do think that the Red Sox are losing at the perfect window because we lost to Detroit. That I mean, it matters, but it doesn't really matter. Like at, right now, if we sweep Tampa, 
we are in in the driver's seat. We're gonna we're gonna start to creep back up because I don't think they lose to the Yankees, man. I just don't. Like even Bloom on Section Ten, man, like was cracking jokes at the Yankees. Like, yeah, we're not fucking losing to these guys. Like, <laughs> you know, so there is like promise to be had. I think they're all in against these big series teams. And then they have the twins who are in shambles. Like they're just in shambles. They, yeah, they don't, they don't know how to play baseball anymore. And that's sad. Rocco Baldelli, man. I, I love that guy, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the Red Sox are actually going to go far as long as they well, figure out. It's not going well now because your best reliever just blew the game. Oh, did he? Yeah. At the beginning of this conversation, I wanted to talk about maybe Garrett Whitlock moving to a closer role in the the postseason. (laughs) And now (laughs) he gives up a dinky single and two hard hit doubles. So uh, maybe there's, I I don't know. That's, I think Sale, Sale is that guy, dude. He is, he is what they want Whitlock to be. I I'm think, telling I, you, I, I think you, you need, need his innings, him. though. Yeah, I think you need like, him as a rotate as as know, a starter. Hey, I, I do, I do like the the idea, but yeah, I think you need him more in the rotation right now than the bullpen. I, I think yeah. if you make a deep postseason run, then you can flex out Sale to maybe be more of a super break ice guy. But to get to the postseason, I think because if Sale goes to the bullpen, that means you have to start ideally not ideally but he, you have to keep Perez or Richards in the rotation and I never want to see either one of them start a game no, again no. Oh. <laughs> they're, they're so Richards is terrible I I, I don't want to dislike Martin Perez because he looks like a likable dude like I, look, I, I can go have go have a beer with him and just talk baseball looks looks like a good dude but he's just so mediocre and he was mediocre even when he was like good I still thought he was mediocre then so it's like he was like oh he's Oh, he's pitching well. Okay, he's like a four seven ERA. That's like, <laughs> eh. you know, it's like I mean, he has like the, I mean, you know, crappy t- innings eater, right? right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's I was gonna say, even he's a mop up he, he's, guy. He's not even an innings eater. He's he was pitching like three or four innings a game for like seven starts in a row. It's like if you're gonna have a four seven, at least give me six. Right, <laughs> right. Don't give me <laughs> say, like don't give me three in the third. Or like Rich will get blown up. Or like Ricky Raindrops, Rick Porcello, giving him, yeah, oh you know, God. four or five earned oh. runs every outing. But at least he'd go six or seven. Right. Maybe seven, seven <laughs> and four earned or something like that. Still had exactly. 200 innings into the year. Hey, he's he's at home. He's sitting on a couch. Get, True. get him warming up. Let's get <laughs> Edwin Jackson wild. over here at, at, at uh, Edwin Jackson's list of teams. I know, right? It's like he hasn't played for us yet. What's uh? Where's uh, Bartolo Colon playing in Mexico somewhere? I think like <laughs> get Calzone back. Oh, I, I, no, bet you, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, Timmy can still fire up that knuckle or about fifty-five miles an hour. Yeah, I'd throw oh, some people off. Dude. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, that'd be awesome. That'd be you awesome. Know, I think like old <laughs> just to throw a name out there, like because I was trying to think of it, who I said the last podcast I mentioned it, but like somebody like Patrick Corbin, he's having an off year. Maybe needs a change of like place. Like I would have loved somebody like that, dude. Like, it, wouldn't just, cost, it wouldn't have cost much either. That's what I'm saying. Like, just they, should, they you're right. They should have went and got a starter, a starter. Even if it was somebody who just 
yeah, let's uh, get rid of Garrett Richards. Like, see you later. As long we'll as, yeah, as long money, as... we'll eat the money, and and he can get designated, dude. Like even like a John Gray, right? He was oh, dude, to be like, yes. Like or, a yeah, Rockies but the Rockies, and I don't love that. Oh, like, the Rockies were so Flyer. weird with all their guys. They though. were so selfish, dude. Honestly, the Rockies, the Rockies are like the worst run team in baseball. It's not even close either. They should have traded John Gray. They should have traded Trevor Story. I can see keeping on to Marquez because he's still got a couple years of control. But those were like two guys. Even like Daniel Bard, like those are guys that it's they could have right. gotten something for. Yeah. Especially no, Gray's been pitching pretty well this year. You, you got to hold on to a 37-year-old reliever when you're a terrible team. That's so valuable. Yeah, I guess. To a, to a is that how old Bart is? Yeah. Oh, he's at least oh. like 30. Wait, what is he? That is he's aging. at least like 35 at least. That's oh, wild. No. If you told yeah. me he was 29, I would have believed okay. it. That's he's crazy 30, to me. 36. How, We're how getting oh. oh, no. That's the one I want to <laughs> Dude, hear. That was a big Daniel Bard guy, would he? <laughs> I was too, but yeah. remember the year he got messed up was nine years ago now. It was 2012, yeah. the Bobby Valentine year when we tried stupidly tried putting one of the best setup men in the game into the rotation, even though like, oh, yeah, he was a starter at North Carolina. Okay, yeah, I get that, but he's one of the best setup men in the game. Let's leave him there, heir apparent to Papelbon, so on and so forth. Mm. And then he just got screwed up for a better part of a decade, which sucks. He is, I, I was a bard guy too. That guy was lights out. Mm. For sure, man. That's like carbon dating right there. I know. Feel cut, old. cut me open. <laughs> Feel oh. old. Oh. Do you still trust Heim Bloom though? Like it, at the end of the day, are you like, all right, or are you kind of like on the, you know what, uh, this guy, he's got to earn it still. Yeah, I'm still kind of like feeling out Heim Bloom. He's made some good moves. He's made some moves I haven't quite liked, but you know, I I, I think it's too early to you know write him off or you know, not trust him. I, I have, you have to give him a chance, you know, like yeah. he's been here for what year and a half or so now. It's the second season under the, you know, as at the lead, but I don't know. I, I still feel good about high bloom. Um, you know, cause coming from Tampa Bay, obviously I'm just hoping he kind of takes that same kind of step as that uh, Friedman did out in LA where he kind of keeps that same Tampa Bay mindset, but also like, Hey, I got, more a bigger a bigger uh, wallet here to uh yeah. spend with than i did in tampa bay so i think that I think part we'll get to, was coming we'll get to see that probably this off season if not the one after when like i because i think the number one thing you got to do this off season is lock up devers yeah and we'll we'll see if he wants to do that like you said he comes from tampa bay he's a freeman disciple I think he wants to basically emulate what the Dodgers did, become what the Dodgers are, but in the AL. And he's nice. got the money to he's <laughs> got the money to play with now. He's still got some a couple of contracts that he doesn't want to deal with. Like we're still paying David Price. Um, I think and, we're still paying Manny, if I recall. We I are. think so, but that's not yes, that doesn't go are. towards a luxury tax. <laughs> no, I know it's just funny. Like we're still but, paying uh, Manny. He hasn't been on the team in like yeah. nine years. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So we'll we'll see. It'll, and like he's made a bunch of moves. Like I I can't get over the fact he got the the workman deal last year was just in, like he got Pavetta, who was kind of a throw in because the guy he really wanted was Connor Seabolt, who's just been climbing up Sox prospect rankings. Yep. And looks and he's been having a pretty damn good year, especially since he came back from being hurt and those are the, the little deals that 
he had a reputation for and those ones have paid off. So we'll get to see if any big splashes come this offseason, which is going to be exciting. Hopefully it'll be exciting. Hopefully. Hopefully. Who out there though is like a guy that we'd want to like really pay though. I'm trying to I kind of Well, I don't I don't know about free agency. Like oh, okay, I said, okay. I, I I think retaining Devers and hopefully restructuring Bogarts and JD would be the priority. True. Agreed. True. I and think Cassianos might be a free agent. Imagine that. Does that does that do it for you guys or no? Yeah, no. that that nah, I, I like <laughs> Yeah, that that right-handed power, that right-handed power, it would be like Jason Bay, but better. Yeah, he can opt out of his uh, two years, thirty-four million, especially if JD because JD could bounce. That's true. Could bounce because they still have two arbitration years of control with Hunter Renfro, and he's been great. I think he's been better than a lot of people expected overall. Yeah, he's, he's solid defensively too. Great defensively, even, I would yeah. say. So a lot of decisions to be made, but also decisions to be made are over in Foxborough with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Why is this even a talk? What do you mean? You, the Patriots have the MVP on their team, dude. From 2015? No, this year. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. Well, I'm, you not a, I'm not a Patriots fan, Eric. You're, you're, oh, so you're calling Cam the MVP oh, this year? Absolutely, hundred percent. Talking about the new kicker, big, so so big take, hundred percent. Cam Newton is going to be MVP of the NFL. I thought you were going next year. the Nikhil Harry route there for no, a minute, but no, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I I believe in Cam all the way. I always have, I always have. But dude, I just I was watching a couple uh, like things from those workouts that they were doing, dude. He just he looks good. He just looks good. I don't know, man. I, I think it's not going to be easy for the starting job, and it's going to be a forced hand if Mac has to go in. It's going to be forced. Like it's going to be like a story in the globe that Kraft is like, hey, uh, we should probably be starting Mac Jones. And then you see a, a breakdown between him and Belichick. I think it's going to be a big ordeal. I'll go the opposite way here. I will say I fully expect Cam to be under center for week one and week two and week three. Week four, <laughs> when a certain former New England quarterback comes back, I think Mac Jones gets the start against Brady. I don't know why. That would be I, something. It's just a, just a gut feeling, but I think it – Definitely by week eight, unless Cam tears it up, which I'm not expecting. I'm not a Cam guy. I never bet. He he looks like a he's like the Martin Perez of the Patriots. Looks like a likable <laughs> dude. Looks like a guy can go hang out and you know play some backyard games with Cam Newton. But he, he's a great run. <laughs> he, he's a run. He's a running back disguised as a as a quarterback. Like great athlete. But watching him throw, maybe we're just spoiled after watching the best thrower of all time. You know, a guy that could you know, put balls on a dime between three defenders or huck the deep pass, like watching cam throw it 15 yards short of a receiver on a go route. It's like, come on. Like, I don't know. I, I I like Mac Jones. Like I like the pick. I'm not a big college football guy. So I don't pretend to like know a crap ton about these guys that come out, but I did watch some, you know, Mac Jones footage where I knew he was like an option 
for us at fifth, was it pick 15, 16, whatever it was. Um, so I watched some Mac Jones, but I like that he's coming out of Alabama. So like, if you want to come out of a, you know, the new England Patriots of college, it's Alabama playing for Saban. who was like the Belichick of, of uh, college. So he's a good thrower. You know, he's, he's kind of like Brady. I'm not saying he's the next Brady, but he's like not a great runner. He's got good pocket awareness can move around. Well, he's agile kind of like Brady is, and he's a great arm, smart QB. So I, I feel good about Mac Jones um, being our QB of the future. And I'm glad he fell to us, but it'll be fun to see when he takes over this year. It'll be, it'll be at some point, I think, unless Cam tears it up, but I, I like Mac Jones a lot. I will say Josh. You got Cam Newton's MVP odds at plus 6,500. <laughs> oh, dude, I might put a little bit Same of money as Dalvin Cook and throw, throw, throw a hundo down. Was it, you said it was plus 6,500? You said? Yeah, yeah. Throw a hundo would pay out what, 3,300? Uh, so. I, I forget how it goes. Wow, you could. And then, actually, interesting enough, I, I got texted this, this morning, uh, Eric, to your point about Mac Jones. Mac Jones for rookie of the year. And I, I kind of agree with you that I don't think he's going to win the job outright. So I don't agree with this bet, but he's plus 1000 in terms of offensive rookie of the year odds. I don't think that that's great value for a guy who might, might only play 10 ish games. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. a guy like Trevor Lawrence or even Trey Lance is probably going to start from day one. So the counting stats are going to be there, but that's another one. I think Trey Lance is going to start day one as I don't. I think he might. It sounds, I don't know. There's some hype. Shannon is hype. drooling over him. Oh, yeah. I know. Everything I know. I've heard has been like so damn good. I just don't and know. They, if she's I gonna, don't know. I think they're going to let Jimmy actually. fail, dude. I really do. I, uh, I think it, it's a tough situation because once you go to Mac Jones, you can't go back to Cam. And even if he has a bad game, you can't go back to Cam. You just can't do it. You can't do what what happened to Tua last year. You can't because that, yeah. that 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 just that messes with that destroys yeah. a young a young kid. And the example I go to here, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, is Josh Allen because he had a lot of struggles for a long time, but they stuck with him. They stuck with him and he had a fantastic season last year and is probably a top five MVP favorite this year. Mm-hmm. And that's because they stuck through a couple of, you know, a, a bad year, a, a, a shaky year, up and down, and now he found his groove. So that's the example I go to when I say once you go to Cam, when, once you go away from Cam Newton, you go to Mac Jones, you're that you're committed. You're on Mac Jones. There's no going back to Cam Newton. No, I, I totally agree. And I and I like when you know teams give the especially like the high profile, you know, whether it's like a baseball prospect, a, a rookie quarterback, whatever it may be. Give them a chance, especially if you if you're like a rebuilding team or you're not expected to like be a championship contender. Letting them get the experience, you know, let them fail, let them figure out how to overcome that failure and improve, make those adjustments. So, I'm all for that. I, I once they do go to, and you know, in Belichick, I don't think he's gonna be one that quickly goes to Mac Jones. I think you know he's shown in the past where. Even early in, in Brady's career, he was fine letting obviously Brady he didn't think Brady was a turn in the Brady, but uh you know he's I think he's fine just letting his rookie QB who no matter who it is sit there and learn and you know bring him in when he thinks he's one hundred percent ready to step in. So maybe week four was a little bit optimistic, but I just seeing our, our QB of the future against our QB of the past would be really fun, I think. But um 
Yeah, I, I do agree though that yeah, once you do go to Cam, you I mean, uh, from Cam to Mac, you gotta stick with it. I always realize Mac is Cam spelled backwards. <laughs> don't know why that just popped my mind. Like, oh, D A M M A C. All right, oh. it was. It's a setup. Uh, you know what? We're we should dive into that conspiracy just a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe that, that we'll just leave that for Twitter. We'll just keep going back and forth. The mean Mac and Cam, Cam and Mac. Yeah. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> and what about the Celtics, Eric? Any any other like hot takes? What's your what's your take on the state of the Celtics in terms of uh their situation? You know, I'm I'm sick and tired of it always being next year, next year, next year. We have two of the top I'll say twenty players in the league in Tatum and Brown. Guys that seem to want to stay here. You know, we we locked up Tatum. You know, I'm our bench. Like I look back to the 08 team, and yeah, you know, it's a much different NBA than it was. You know, was it 13, 13 years ago? My word, um, still <laughs> old again. Uh, Daniel Barnes yeah. crushing it. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I love the way that team was set up. Like we had, you know, the big three of Pierce, Ray, and KG, who could, you know, KG could play down low, hit the mid range. Obviously, Ray was a shooter, but he could drive. Pierce could drive and shoot the outside shot. Rondo was just dishing the ball to those guys. And then Perk was just like clogging up the paint and getting rebounds, playing defense. And then, but what a huge aspect of that team was the bench, right? Like we had uh, Sam Cassell, PJ Brown, Eddie House. Um, I'm forgetting uh, Glenn, Glenn Davis, Nate Robinson, like all those guys. Like there was five, six seven players deep there just veterans that had experience like last year like who was our most veteran player off the bench like grant williams who i'm not even a fan of like he's decent but he's way undersized for what he's his game his skill set is like so i don't know like i i think it's another bridge year let's say they're going all in for 2022 and if that's the case and they actually do go all in next year and get a Bradley Beal and start signing some of these veterans to the bench and build around the big two or big three, whatever it may be at that time. I'll be okay. But if it's the same situation next June, July, August, and we're like, all right, not doing much this year. It's going to be 2023. I'm like, it's just like, it's just like, it's never ending cycle. I want to get back to being a championship caliber team. And, you know, even after these signings of, you know, like when we got, Gordon Hayward and Kemba and, and Al, it's like after the initial excitement died down, we're like, oh, we got Hayward. Did anybody really think we were like a championship contender? Like, oh, maybe we'll get out of the East, but we ain't beating, you know, insert dominant West team of the time then. Like, we ain't beating the Lakers or we ain't beating the Clippers or, or Golden State. So I want to be back to that. Like, all right, we have legit championship aspirations this year. So hopefully that's next year. But that's my Celtics rant. Okay. Okay. Uh, they did get Dennis Schroeder today, which I that they might did. not. <laughs> that, those are the those are the signings. Good, you know, I'm not a huge one, Schroeder guy, but he's better than like a lot of the other options we're going to bring off the bench anyway. So, you know, bench yeah. scorer. You know, those are the types of guys that we need to start bringing in some of these one year deals that, like, all the guys that are going to the Lakers right now. Like, we need to get a couple of those guys. Like, yeah. come over. Get a, get a Trevor Ariza. You know, guys like that. You know. True, but okay, Eric. We are at like a one minute warning, so 
do you have anything like where can we find you on Twitter? Any podcasts that you're doing now that you want to plug up or any in closing take here? Uh, yeah. Uh, on Twitter at Eric cross zero four, you know, obviously, you know, if you play fantasy baseball, you can follow all my work at Fantrax HQ or over on the Fantrax Toolshed pod that I host with my buddy, Chris Clegg every Monday. Um, yeah, that's basically it. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Let me, uh, rant about boston sports i I guess i need to have a podcast where i can like a non-fantasy podcast where i can just rant about good or bad you know all the boston sports that we love so thanks for having me on guys it's always fun talking to you fine gentlemen you got to hold me here anytime you want to rant exactly (laughs) awesome all right thanks eric thanks guys take care all right take care see ya Uh, peace out guys see ya